Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. This is the Bobby Bone Show. Let's go. Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, coming up a little later on, Phil, the host of Amazing Race, which is the show the Lunchbox loves. He's going to be on with us talking about Amazing Race and his show Tough as Nails. Also, Carter Fate's going to come in and perform a new artist that I really like. I'm bringing her on to. Go out and open for me on my comedically inspirational shows in Wichita. So we'll do that. We got a big show. Everybody's here feeling good. You guys good? Oh, yeah. yeah we're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. have senioritis at all? Absolutely. Is 4th of July next week? Big time. Oh, dude, all the time. Man. No, not all the time. I'm talking about specifically I mean, <laughs> because of. Yeah. Daydreaming, it's like dude. summer, and you're like checked out a little bit. And I'm yeah. thinking about fireworks and just yeah, like beer, yeah, barbecue. Just hang, hang with me for a little bit, then, okay? <sighs> okay, I'm try, try. man. Okay, uh, let's go around the room here. Give me the news story that's got you interested the most. Eddie, coming to you. Go. An engineer just revealed he has invented a wheelless bicycle. So it doesn't have wheels on it. It's kind of like a, the wheel that it does have is like a tank. It's like a tank system. You know how the tank has those that flat thing that just kind of goes like rubber whatever on bearings like a treadmill like a treadmill that's the idea of it so check it out lunchbox is that not a wheel no it's not because it's not a wheel would be circular and like you know with air in it It looks like a wheel i'm looking at it oh you know what it looks like because you're right that is really odd looking it looks like the it looks like a treadmill it looks like the bottom that just the flat part of the treadmill that you run on that you run on except it's pointed upward tall and the bike is on that. So really like an inch or maybe two inches of the rubber is touching the, the ground. That's bizarre. We'll put it up on our website. And I'm assuming it's going to be really expensive since it's At like first. brand new. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was really cool. Like if you wanted to buy that and those new Apple glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time, you'd probably be broke because they're both going to be very expensive. Lunchbox, what do you have? Archaeologists discover a six-inch six stone penis used in medieval okay. times. I saw this. Okay. No, this is crazy. It's pretty amazing. Okay. Go ahead. No. It is not used for what you think it's used for. No, I don't think it's used for anything. It's a stone. No, the six-inch doppelganger. Do no. Go what ahead. was it used for? No, no, no. Be- go ahead. No, no. It was- <laughs> it is a used as a sharpening stone. 
only one side of it was worn, and they would sit. There, they would use it to sharpen things, <laughs> and that's why it's. So they made a replica, yes. of someone's, and then they just used that conch rock replica to sharpen. Yes, yeah. which is crazy. You thought it would be for something else, but no, no, I didn't think it was for something else. I didn't even know about it. I did. I'll admit, I did. I thought it was like prehistoric. But you I, must have seen the story. I did see the story. Right? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> that is crazy, Like, man. when I saw it, too, I was like, oh, my goodness, this would... No. But no, they used no. it as a sharpener. <laughs> but why was it that shape? Like, why do they use that okay, as a we're sharpener? Moving on. They uh, didn't have anybody to talk to about why. They just okay. said that... <laughs> okay. they, they Nobody tell. was available for comment that was back, back Correct. then? Correct. Got it. Um, Amy, we're going over to you. What do you have? Well, I saw a recent study about pillowcases and that we should actually be changing them out more than once a week. I, wow, that's a... That's once right. a week? No, yes. No, no. Who does that soon? I, they just said that unwashed pillowcases are harboring 3 million bacteria after that one week. So if you want to get ahead of that, maybe change it midweek. It makes sense. Hair, right? Drool, mouth. Like two real dirty parts yeah, like, of the body um, are just living skin, in that spot. Yeah, and there's yeah. also like I don't know. They call them. They need to have a pillowcase that has like six pillowcases disposable, but still good. And, and after you, you go for it. a few days, you just peel it off yeah. and throw it away, like snakeskin. Okay, like the or, NASCAR windshields. Yeah, rip it yeah. right off. So that would be the if you can make that comfortable. I've not seen this. This is my I guess my invention. We don't even have to throw it away, though. You could just peel it off and then wash it. And then you got to stick them back together. That's okay. I would make them disposable. Mm. But if you don't want that, then you could. This is a good idea. I like it. We're on to something. Let's do this. We're? Let's? You have a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I'm not doing it. Just because I come up with some crazy idea, I'm not. But, it, uh, yeah, that's good to know. It's lots of bacteria, so change your pillowcase. That's good to know. I had to go to the dentist yesterday. I had a busted tooth that's been hurting me for been bothering me for weeks and weeks, but not so bad I needed to get it done, so I kept putting it off. And the tooth just kept, like, busting more and more. And it was basically, it was just a spear. And it cut my tongue. It was a whole situation. But I finally had to go. Got it fixed. Not fun. Eddie had two root canals, too, this oh, week. It's been a rough brutal, teeth week man. for us. But I have a dentist here with four surprising things that can destroy your teeth. Go ahead. Cough drops destroy your teeth. Because they're full of sugar and most people who use them suck on them for hours, we see tons of cavities because of that. Number two, whitening toothpaste do not whiten your teeth. They just contain more abrasives and they don't actually whiten the internal tooth structure of teeth where most staining or yellowing comes from. Number three, sharing utensils or kissing your children on the lips could transfer cavity-causing bacteria to them. The best thing to do is get your cavities filled before you have kids so you can lower your risk of transferring it to them. Number four, MDMA, also known as ecstasy or molly, causes tons of dental issues. Uh-oh. So those are the four things you should wow. avoid, especially MDMA molly. Is, is that how we got cavities? <laughs> you know how I bust my teeth is sleeping. Grind, grind so That's hard. Crazy. And I do wear a mouth guard, but my theory is if I ever forget it, which I do probably once or twice a week if I'm somewhere or I just forget to put it in because I'm so tired. I think when I grind then, baby fractures that turn into broken teeth because mm-hmm. I grind so hard. But yeah. You still hurting? You good? I'm better now. I'm sore. Yeah, but it, I mean, when I did it, it was tough. Just holding my mouth open for three hours was really hard. Eddie didn't even do laughing gas. What do you mean holding your own mouth open? Would you like you're holding yeah. your chin down? Yeah, no, they say, ah... And I held my mouth open for three hours. They didn't put a they thing, put a thing in? in your mouth. No, they event they did it the last hour because yeah. I was like, I can't hold it anymore. I'm like dying over you here. You sure you were at a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. go to those garage dentists? Yeah, they eventually gave me that block that I put back there. I'm like, thank goodness, thank well, you. But why like, wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do that at the beginning? I don't know. Two hours. He's dude, like, man, like, having to inject myself with a needle for the numbness. <laughs> they did that part. 
Dude, yeah. that's crazy. You had to hold your mouth open. Uh-huh. Anyway, anytime they weren't working on it, I'd shut it. But then I'd be like, open up. And then they made the comment of like, that's the widest you can open. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying my best here. First root canals? No, it's my second. And one of them was a reoccurring root canal. So they had so a... So you've had one before, even before this trip? Yeah. Yeah, I've had my experience. I think I've had 13. Dude, that's what? crazy. Excuse me? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Never went to the t- dentist as a kid. And then when I, f- I told you, when I finally went to the dentist, that was my 20s, they were like, oh, man. Oh. It's just like, and it was never ending for 15 years. So, and I still have some issues, but you know, you don't go to the dentist when you're broke as a kid. But I think I've had 13 or 14 root canals to the point where Eddie was like, is it going to be bad? I was like, no, man, it's easy. I think I just done <laughs> so many. 13. Yeah, I was like, let's go and cut the root out. You're ready to go, buddy. Wow. And then I realized had I had just done it so many times that it still doesn't feel good. But I think I probably undersold it on how annoying it is. Yeah, man. That was- <laughs> we're, we're fortunate that we have dental care now. Honestly. We are very fortunate. So, okay, well, that's the deal. Glad you guys are here. Big show today. <laughs> Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. One of my best friends is getting married soon, and like most brides, she is planning a bachelorette party weekend. I love my friend very much, but we are opposites. I hate everything about typical bachelorette parties. I don't drink. I don't go to bars. I can think of 1,000 other things I would rather spend money on than some activities that she's planned that I hate doing. I feel like if I go, I will just end up being everyone's designated driver, which is not my idea of fun. She knows I don't like these things. However, she's being very insistent and she expects me to go. What should I do? I don't want to be a bad friend, but also don't want to go and be miserable. Signed, Bachelor Party Hater. Hey, Miss Hater, this is not about you (laughs) at all. This is not about you at all, 0%. Suck it up and go. The only reason I would say you shouldn't go is if there's some expense that she's like, we all need to pay for this and you can't afford it. That's a different conversation. But it's not about what you like. You ain't the one getting married. This is a very selfish email. This is kind of like you, though. You go to bachelor parties and you don't drink. You don't really. Do you get stuck being the DD? I don't get invited to that many bachelor parties. No, that's true. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. But I will go. Because you're celebrating because them. Because it's not about me. Right. Yeah. And like gladly, I feel as though she could gladly be the DD. Like this is one night where she's not drinking. Sure. Take care of your friends. Do what you're good at. Yeah. What do you have to offer? Yes. Doesn't sound like she's good at being a friend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. She's not She's not very golden of the golden <laughs> yeah. girl. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say this, Miss Hater, that we're going to be a hater back to you and just say, hey, you should not make this about you as much. If she says we're doing this for the bachelorette party and you were lucky enough to be invited and you were a good friend, you need to just go and do it. Now, if it's something that you're questioning your morals or integrity, I wouldn't go to a strip club. Oh, I was yeah. asked to go you and I'm not going to do that. That's not for me. But I would go to a bar. I would go to do the stuff. But as what long if as they you... insist that they're like, "Come on, it's for my bachelor party, no. dude. You got to come." Why with are you weird like you that? No come on, that. bro. We're all going. It's just not something I want to okay. do personally. Right. I'll go. Yeah, he'll go. He'll fill in for me. Yeah. Put my glasses on. I just got invited to a bachelor party, and it sounds amazing. They rented a house, or I guess all of us are pitching in to rent this house, like in the mountains. And the goal is, we don't really even leave the house. It's there's a hot tub. We watch movies. We hang out. We hike. I'm like, this is this is the dream. What about pillow fight? I have no idea. But there will be like 15 girls there. A tournament bracket is what you're thinking. Yeah. Of? Doesn't that sound amazing? Uh, no. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, my bachelor party, we didn't do anything crazy. But once I went to sleep, then they went out. Like we went to Fayetteville. Well, it was like 10:30. Your party and they went out. Well, so we had the bachelor party, which is we went and we did a lot of sports stuff in Fayetteville. 
Razorback basketball, baseball, football. We just did all that with golf. And so that video too, game tournament, video game. Yeah. So the, I was tired. I went to bed. Didn't think much about it. And then they all went out mm-hmm. without me. But that's fine. Yeah. Because I wasn't like, guys, you need to stay here. You weren't. You were tired. You went to bed and we we're like, hey, it's 1030. Where's Bones? He's in bed, man. Let's go. I think they were like watching me to fall asleep. <laughs> Is he asleep yet? Is he asleep yet? Is he asleep yet? Did you give him this melatonin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Stop making it about you. Go, go and just act like you're having fun. You'll be glad you did later. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. We're about to get into Fun Fact Friday. I don't know if this would be fun. I always like to do my borderline fun ones before we get into all doing fun ones. But the term pipe dream, you've heard it before, right? Yes. Yeah. What do you think it means, Amy, a pipe dream? Like, what the, What do you mean? What does it mean? Gosh, I mean, it means that it's so far out there, it's probably not going to happen for you. The term pipe dream comes from the fantasies people would have when they smoked opium through a pipe. Oh, oh. Dang, 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 that's crazy. So I didn't know if that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like didn't know. That. I, I like didn't know crazy. where that came because I was picturing, I was picturing like a pipe. Me too, mm-hmm. like plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Pipe dream, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another one. Borderline. In 2015, NPR reported that one in three murders in America go unsolved, but that was before true crime podcasts took off. Because as of recently, 51 percent of homicides are now solved. Wow, that's amazing. I can't believe it's only that much. True crime has raised the solving of the 25 wow. percent a quarter. Mm-hmm. It is crazy too that half murders don't get solved. Yeah, I mean that—it's that, two crazy stats, but not that fun, right? I mean, no, it's, no. you think about murder, you know, we don't like that. Okay, how about this one? Kung fu isn't just a term for Chinese martial arts. Kung fu refers to anything that takes time, patience, and energy to learn. Oh, so learning another language is kung fu. How kung fu of you? Wow, oh, learning wow. piano. Kung, kung fu. fu. Kung fu. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then finally, my borderline fun fact. Some turkeys can spontaneously impregnate themselves through a process called parthogenesis. What? Go again. They can get themselves pregnant. Parthogenesis. That might be the coolest thing you've ever told us. Parthenogenesis. <laughs> they just get self-pregnant. That is cool. Do they have to like do Thanks it? test plus minus. Oh no, I don't. Um, I, don't, I don't know what parthenogenesis is, Eddie. <laughs> Not sure where the things go. That's there. crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right, now time for the fun ones. Fun Fact Friday. I'll go first. Despite being the modern-day symbol of love, the Greeks did not regard the heart as the center of emotions. They attributed to the liver. Really? Gosh, that'd be so weird. The heart really it means nothing about love, <laughs> even with us. It, it's, it's, it's a muscle. All love's in brain. Everything's in the brain. You're like, oh, do you have a broken liver What about right that now? feeling? <laughs> that feeling, it's in the brain. So it's a chemical. Oh. It's a brain. But it's just weird that we assign the heart to it. Probably because it's in the center. And when you get heartbroken, it really hurts right in the middle of your chest. More my... Well, I've never been heartbroken. What? I was going to say gut. Like, I've been heartbroken, not about somebody, a person. I guess I've been heartbroken about, like, something not working out, like oh, a job. Wow, wow, or okay. Arkansas losing. Oh, God. See, that's what I'm saying. That's that's everything. Everything. Everything's that broken. Rectum, <laughs> ribs, oh. everything. Okay, Amy, go. Chances are higher that you become president than winning the lottery. Wow. It's for Lunchbox. In case the whole sh- being struck by lightning thing is Yeah, dude, just run for president. You can win. You'll do that before you win the I lottery. would never want to be president. You wouldn't want to be at all? No. Why? Too much stress. I mean, it seems like a pipe dream mm-hmm. to be president, That's but true. the fact that... Maybe Kung Fu of me. You could okay. be president before winning the lottery is kind of crazy. But president's baller. Like, dude, you would have everything. Yeah, yeah but you know, you wouldn't even get to nap, dude. Like, you would have to be... Oh, res- That's the reason he doesn't want to do it? <laughs> Goodness, it would be so stressful. Uh, See, I, would lo- I think I'd love to be the president. You would. I think it'd be cool. Eddie? 
Motel 6 and uh, Super 8. You wonder how they get their name. Well, back in 1962, Motel 6, a room, cost six bucks. That's why they called them Motel 6. And Super 8 was Super eight? Eight was $8.88. That's where the rich people went. That's what I'd rob then. If I was going to pick one to rob. That's pretty cool. Lunchbox. Elephants spend almost 80% of their day eating, which means they got to get rid of it. So they go to the bathroom between 12 and 15 times a day, wow. and they produce 220 pounds of poop per day. That's a lot of poop. Dang. That's a lot of... I mean, that's more... Uh, probably 170, 168. That's more poop than my whole everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Pooping poop. me out. Hello! <laughs> and Morgan... I found this on NASA's Instagram. I love searching it. NASA just found a floating reservoir of water in space that holds the equivalent of 140 trillion times all the water that's in Earth's oceans. Hmm. I'm going to need you to break that down. Is there water in it? Yes. They found found water floating around? It essentially, like the picture that they posted of it looks like a giant black hole, but it's water. And it's just floating up there like billions of galaxies away. Hmm. But you guys are all like, oh, nobody's taking showers in other galaxies. Hey. Oh, so it's like a rest stop for aliens. Boom. It's like a Bucky's. Boom. (laughs) That's where they shower. Boom. Now we're talking. It's their water park. Exactly. It's a truck stop on the interstate of (laughs) space. Fun Fact Friday. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this family moved into a new home. It's like a husband, a wife, six kids. And they got to know their neighbor when he showed up to introduce himself. He's 82 years old. And his wife had passed away a few months before. They realized like, oh, man, we we could invite him in. Let's invite him over. He's now become like a grandpa to them. The kids call him Uncle Paul. That's quick. Yeah. Real quick. (laughs) Real quick. they give him a background I was about to say, better to do one of those... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Their bond, the neighbor bond, yeah. reminds them of a Maya Angelou quote. Family isn't always blood. It's the people in your life who want you in theirs. I'm sure yeah. he's super appreciative yeah. that his wife died. And there's a new family over there that lets him hang out. How would you get lonely? Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, that's, that. that's a great story. He's but it just there. generally, though, I wouldn't let people in your house unless you know them. Did you guys ever have like rel- uh, family friends that you called aunts and uncles that yeah. weren't really related to you? Yes. No. Oh, really? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Uh, my psychic cousin isn't my blood cousin. It's she's not. Wait, 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 wait. You're what? not related to her. She. What a she fraud. Grew up my cousin. That's the, that's the part we're like. <laughs> that ain't real. Her mom was my aunt Lisa. Her mom and my mom are best friends. Okay, so yeah. you're not related to her at all. No, but her mom has oh always been aunt Lisa. Oh, I thought she was your real cousin. Been my cousin. Wow, she is mind is blown. Family isn't always blood. Look at Maya. Hold on a second. Who want you in theirs? I thought it was your cousin. It's a better she story is. because it's your cousin. She is my cousin. No, she's but just no, she's a random not, girl. Though. She's not a random girl. She grew up my cousin. She's a f- friend. Right. By blood. By no. not blood. Right. Yeah, no, By she's a blood. friend. A friend of blood is family. Right. Oh, my goodness. Listen, wow. whatever. I'm, I've been cheated. You yep. lied to us this whole time. Wow. And we I thought we knew. Angelo I've, also said I hate liars and cheats. I feel <laughs> as though I ha- I've revealed this before. No. 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 Wow, Amy's cousin's not even her cousin. Okay. What else I think that about? y'all have selective um, memory because I know I've wow. said this before. Fact. I would like. I'll find it. A story about the adopted grandfather not to be lost. That's true. Hey, true. it makes me feel good. I love it. That's Paul. Right. But how about this? Tell me something 
freaking crazy. Amy lied to us. <laughs> I didn't lie to you. I have shared this before. Nah, you've not. Why? No, that's. I hate to say it. But that's what. It, that's what it's all about. The shout out to the Carabalos. Yeah, you. Tried. That's the family. Hey, you tried, and you also tried to fool us. That one you did though. I did. Right, thank you. That was tell me something good. Easy trivia. Let's go around the room. Our champion is Amy. You'll go first. Amy, the category is Bobby Bones Show. Who on the show has a twin? Ray. Correct. Welcome back, Lunchbox. Uh, can you explain the rules? I haven't been here in a while. I'll ask a question that's really easy. Okay. And I just got to answer it? That's it. Okay, Nobody man. goes home the first round. Yeah. yeah Thanks, yeah. guys. I mean, I've been. it's been a long time. It has been months. Yeah. <laughs> Who on the show was born and raised in McAllen, Texas? Eddie. Correct. Morgan, who on the show lost 100 pounds? Oh, Mike D. Correct. Abby, who on the show has an ex-wife? Oh, Steve. Scuba Steve, correct. Good. Wow. Oh, man, I was with you, Abby. I was like, uh, Abby, I was like, Amy? (laughs) So, if you miss it, you hear this sound right here. You've been booed. Eddie is the all-time champion, but he's not even in this round. Eddie, your microphone has to be off. You cannot talk. What? You heard me. If you do talk, you'll be penalized because Lunchbox had to sit in the glass room. The only reason you don't have to sit in the glass room is because you got to run cameras. That's right. Okay. He said don't talk. From now on, no talking unless we come to you. Ready, Amy? Ready. Favorite cartoon character foods? What does Winnie the Pooh love to eat? Honey. Correct. Lunchbox, what do the Ninja Turtles love to eat? Pizza. Correct. Morgan, what sweet treat does Homer Simpson love? Wow. Yeah. What sweet treat does he love? <sighs> I mean, ice cream? Mm. Oh. You've been booed. Donuts. Donuts, yeah. Oh, yeah. Abby, what food is Bugs Bunny often crunching while he's dissing out his snarky comments? <laughs> Carrot. Correct. Good. Three people remain. The category is board games. Easy trivia. Amy, what board game would you pass go and collect $200? Monopoly. Correct. Tiara looks good on you, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I bet it just kills Eddie to watch you wear that tiara. <laughs> Not he be able to talk about it. Yeah, you can't even say anything. Yeah. It looks eye. much better on you. Yeah. Lunchbox, which board game involves solving a murder mystery by deducing the culprit, weapon, and location? Oh, that's in the study with the lead pipe. Colonel Mustard. Clue. Correct. (laughs) Ah. Abby, in what board game does the player try to remove body parts with tweezers without touching the edges? Oh, um. (laughs) Is this where she starts talking to her brain? Oh, operation. Good. She's like, brain, don't do this to me. Yes, I was about to. (laughs) Next category, the American flag. Easy trivia. Amy, how many stars are on the flag? Fifty. Correct. Lunchbox, how many stripes are on the flag? Thirteen. Correct. (laughs) Abby, what famous woman in history is credited with sewing the first flag? Yours was harder than theirs. I'm sorry. Yes. But this one was definitely harder than theirs. But still easy. What famous woman in history is credited with sewing the first flag? It's a, I'm not going to say it. I just, I know it's there. I can, hold on. All I can think of, and it's not right. It's who, like, wrote the national anthem. Gosh dang it. What is her name? 
Wait, can you repeat one it one time? more time? What famous woman in history is credited with sewing the first flag? Francis Scott. I know that's wrong. Mm. Oh, You've been booed. Uh, the answer was? Betsy Ross. Ross. Uh, We're down to two. Know your numbers. Whew, okay. Is this category. Amy, what Roman numeral is V? Oof. X is 10. Is V, is that five? I don't know. Five. Correct. Lunchbox, how many days are there in a year? 365. Oof. Two. Correct. Amy, what temperature in Fahrenheit does water freeze? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 32 degrees. Correct. Lunchbox, what temperature in Fahrenheit does water boil? 32. You got the Abby treatment here. This one was harder. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this one was harder. That's how it shakes out sometimes. Hey, you know what? It shakes out that way, you know? Sometimes. That's show business. But you know what? You just got to come here. Or as and you, you gotta, say, it, that's his show business. You got to dig deep in your brain. Go deep. Go deep, dude. You know what I mean? You got to turn that, you gotta turn that yep. stove on. Start turning that stove on. It's got to take 10 minutes to yeah, get to that. Get deep, buddy. Mm. And then you look at it and you're like, dang, you know how hot that is? I you cannot just, believe it is blank degrees. And you stick that thermometer in and there. And it says on there. And it says 380 degrees. That's <laughs> correct. No, it's all right. You've been boom. It's an NR. It's 212. degrees. Yeah. I did know that too. You did? Yeah. Eddie, how'd you do over there? You can talk. You're back. Oh, I can talk. Lunchbox got to talk some of the games, too. I mean, all those questions. I'm like, I know every single one. Okay. Amy is our winner. Nice point for Amy. The champion defending her crown, literally. Wow. Eddie, good win. Did you say? Oh, he's just used to saying that. You just said Eddie, good win. Dang it. Did I say Eddie? Hey, that's muscle memory, man. Oh, no. Did I say Eddie, really? Yeah. Amy, I was even looking at Amy. Amy, I'm but, sorry but about that. to get that. this crown, Eddie didn't win for like ever. No, no, I hear you. I messed up. It's just what, when I win a lot. I know, wow. he called it muscle memory. Yeah, sorry. Amy, you defended your crown. Thank you. Great win. Thanks. Lunchbox, pretty good. Abby, pretty good. Uh, Morgan, we'll play again next week. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a voicemail from last night. Hi, Bobby. I have a morning corning for you. How does a cat like it steak cooked? Rare. <laughs> I like it. Like rare. Meow. Like, meow. Rare. Meow. Rare. Got it. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Pickleball injuries are on the rise, like so much so. I'm talking hip replacements, knee replacements. Whoa. Five for a couple reasons. One, the prevalency of the sport. A lot of people playing pickleball. It's fun. It's easy to get okay at it and be competitive. And also, old people play it. Like how old? Old. Oh, I've played 70-year-olds that, that are really good. Now, not singles. Okay, singles, okay, but okay. most pickleball is played in doubles. But I've played 70-year-olds that are really good. Wow. So I would think it's a mixture of a lot more people playing. And then it's also a sport where people that probably need a new hip anyway, they just get have to get a new hip. <laughs> this year is expected to see a 150% jump in players to 22.3 million. I don't want to spoil anything okay. or say something I'm not supposed to say, but I have a major pickleball announcement in the coming weeks. M major? Hmm. You going pro? <laughs> wow, that was quick, dude. I have a major pickleball <laughs> announcement in the, in the coming weeks, probably. That's all I will say for now. Are you training? I'm not saying anything else. I can't. Well, I Bobby's I, always training. I, I've been always. training for so long that I just am hopping into something. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I've been training. I didn't know what for, and who knows? Be careful out there. And it's not me <laughs> playing in, like, a charity tournament. I've done that, but mm -hmm. it's it's big. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, what else? So, Nicolas Cage, he's eccentric. Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, he's you said eccentric. I said weirdo, yeah. <laughs> So there was a post that was up of good and bad stories about him. All kinds of people were popping in there and sharing things. Minnie Driver ends up typing something. She said, quote, once I was on a plane with Nicolas Cage and his son had a seat next to him that was empty because Nick purchased it for his son's imaginary friend. Oh, that's how you know you're rich. Wow. wow <laughs> you just wow. get your son to be quiet. It's like an iPad. <laughs> 
Like giving your kid an iPad, but you just give them their imaginary friends. Like, I'll let them fly with you, but you have to just talk with him the whole time. And don't bother us. Do you promise? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to buy him a seat. <sighs> and then he gets to talk to Huey, his imaginary friend, the whole flight. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you ever have an imaginary friend growing up? Uh, I have any friends. Even imaginary. <laughs> they wouldn't even hang out with me. I didn't have that, I but I know I sit at the imaginary lunch do. table, and I'd be like, can I sit with you guys? And all the imaginary lunch tables be like, no, can't sit here. <laughs> Dang it. And then I got bullied by the imaginary group, so I just stopped altogether. It's terrible. Kelly Clarkson was talking to Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. And this question popped up about Carrie Underwood. And Kelly jumped to conclusion that someone was going to insinuate, why are y'all not friends? Or what happened with y'all? Why do y'all not like each other? So Kelly was like, I know what you're going to say. And the the thing is, Carrie and I just don't know each other. It's not that we don't like each other. We just don't know each other. They weren't on the same season. I mean, I guess they both lived in Nashville, but that doesn't mean you're great friends and it's hard for any two artists to be friends because artists are gone at the same time like they all work on thursday friday saturday sunday and unless you have a relationship yeah yeah i i believe that well the kicker is kelly jumped to the conclusion that that's what the fan was going to ask but they really wanted to know what was your favorite part about having her as a guest on your talk show (laughs) that's funny (laughs) and so kelly kind of i've done stupid stuff like that before (laughs) where i just am like okay i'll say it and then they're like no 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 i just wanted to know um, what was your birthday so I can put this in the computer system? Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, someone that Kelly is close to is Reba, and she addressed that they are still close, even though Kelly got divorced from her. Brandon Blackstock, son. Reba's son. Reba's son, yeah. yeah. I saw Brandon's dad, Reba's ex-husband, last night. Not before last. Talked Offered? to him for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've known him for a long time. I mean, normal. Yeah, normal. normal. Yeah, man, he's awesome. So that whole group, I like that whole group. Kelly Clarkson's amazing. She's lo- such a lovely person. Reba's awesome. Narvel. That whole group, they've had their old deal. I've been good with all of them, just for the record. <laughs> We're all straight. All right, is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Gail the granny was really sad when she found out the pool at her condo complex was going to have to close because they didn't have a lifeguard. They got to have a lifeguard to keep the pool open. And Gail the granny was like, you know what? I'm 66 years That's old. That's not how 66-year-olds talk. Yeah, they're, they're not, not that, that old. old. That's not old. 66? No. You're doing like 100. Mm-hmm. But her name's Gail the granny. But I you gave probably her that just name. gave her that name too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I gave her her voice. She's like, you know... Back when I was a teenager, she I was, looks young as crap. I, they, she looks vi- She doesn't look like anything like he's saying. But she's sixty six. Go ahead. She goes back when I was in high school. I was a lifeguard, and the pool's gonna close. That'll make the neighbors sad as well. So, I guess I'll go try to be a lifeguard. And Gail, the granny, went, and she swam, and she treaded water, <laughs> and Gail, the granny, got her lifeguard badge, yeah. and the pool can stay open, and the. It is louder to meet neighbors. Her grandkids get to come to the pool while Granny's lifeguarding. And Gail the Granny's a hero. Gail the Granny looks like a normal person. Okay. Not old. I mean, not old. old yeah, because 66 not that old. Yeah. She even looks younger than that. Like, I thought thought she was on her deathbed. Now he's talking about it. He's <laughs> like, Gail the, the Granny. Beep. Beep. <laughs> and look, we, we got Gail the Granny on the phone. She's going to tell us what it means. You have her on the phone. Is this a clip? This is a clip. Okay, go ahead, Granny. There's a need out there, and there's a population that could fill that need. I think it's great to be able to sit out here, enjoy the nice weather. Not today, maybe, but on other days. And it kind of keeps you in shape. You, you find out that you can do things that you weren't real sure you could do, like swimming 300 yards. 
That's it. Gail the Granny. Wow. Hey, she is making a difference. That's awesome. Good for her. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. So today, my comedically inspirational show goes online. You can buy tickets at 10 a.m. Central. I just learned that the Tulsa show at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, because it's a casino, is 21 and up. Oh, no. Oh. I didn't even know. Well, what is crazy is I got a casino joke. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I love when we, this happens. Why? Well, I, I hear you. I'm just letting everybody know. <laughs> I mean, it's not about your it's joke right now. It's a 21 and up show. Okay. Why are you making I just got an email that said, hey, make sure to tell me about it. I didn't know that. Yeah, so tough. not that there are a lot of kids that come anyway, but it's a clean show. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, on that one, you can get a little. Oh, <laughs> I just come out naked. <laughs> All right. It's a casino, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Okay. So, but yes. And by the way, I don't smoke. Um, for Wichita, Tampa, Nashville, Tulsa, there's still DC, Louisville, all these tickets, but 10 a.m. Central at bobbybones.com. I uh, would love for you guys to come to the show. That's it. I just want to announce the Tulsa thing because I did not know that. Okay. Here we go. Let's get it with Amy's Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Why couldn't the sesame seed leave the casino? Why couldn't the sesame seed leave the casino? Because he was on a roll. Uh, That was the morning corny. Tell that at your show. A little insensitive, but pretty good, yeah. Why is it? Well, because I'm going through a little mini crisis here. Casino crisis. That's what's good. I like to play. I played there. It's awesome. I just didn't know that. We played there before. Yeah. It's it's a really cool, really cool venue. So I'm going to ask you guys, do you think Morgan was just seconds away from being murdered? No. No, you don't know the story. I was like, I doubt it. No, no, no. You don't know the story. Listen to this, because I don't know that. Morgan, tell these guys what happened to you. Okay, so I had a super strange Uber ride to the airport. I was just going, getting my regular Uber ride, and about a f- 10 minutes out from the airport, the Uber driver looks back at me and say, told me that he has a friend he needs to pick up that also needs to go to the airport. Okay. And so I'm kind of sitting there like, okay, what's well, about to happen? He's like, so can I go pick him up? Is that okay? Like out of the way? Out of the way. I was we I was already like I was in my regular timing that I needed to get to the airport and so I'm sitting there and I kind of think about it for a second I'm like I feel like this is how I die if I say yes this is how somebody comes in and this is how I die because you'll say like hey accept this on your phone this says I can go over here she pushes accept and nothing out of the normal has happened okay takes her to a house locks her in a room tortures her kills her wow but before she told her story I was like no way Morgan was about to be killed Morgan was about I, to be I, killed I am 100% changing my stance from the beginning of this to this point you are about to be killed there is no way you should accept that change absolutely not You, if he does it you need it to show you went off course oh no you are about to get dead mm-hmm. that's get what dead. I thought too like whatever wow. was about to happen wasn't good cause he should have worked out with his buddy or went and picked him up after or asked you beforehand no, 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 never, 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 not even then. What'd you say? Well, I just used the excuse. I was like, well, if you do that, then more gets added on, and then I have to pay more money. So I'm going to say no. Because if they go out of a different route, it can add on, and they can tack on more money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just can't do that, and I'm going to be late to my my airplane. And he kind of got frustrated and kind of like scoffed a little bit at me, and he was like, okay. And so the, the last 10 minutes of that ride, I mean, I was texting my mom like, this is where I'm at. <laughs> Did you feel I'm like you were in danger? Yes. I thought That's that a he weird was about thing to, to ask. take me away. Yeah, can I take you to a different place than you what you've asked for? Do you report this person to Uber? Like did you like write a review saying, yo, this tried to he tried to take me to a different spot, 
seems shady. Like, I don't know. I haven't yet. Honestly, I'm just afraid. Like, I'm just I'm just trying to ignore the fact that it happened because I feel if I involve him again, he knows where I live. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's why yeah, I would be nervous about Ray, you drove Uber for a second. Oh, yeah. Dude, did you ever... <laughs> first of all, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you're definitely not allowed to do that. What he's doing is totally against protocol. and You can get fired for that. So... Can you tell where people live? Is it staying like a database? Their name and their address? It does not stay on a database, but you could easily write it down. He's going to see the address first time he picked him up. If he is a creep, then he would have jotted it down. Like he would have gone there and then just remembered it? Well, but it's it, not going to be in his phone for any reason. It'll show up on his phone, your address. Because when you're arguing with him what apartment number, he says this apartment number shows it. So everything shows up on the Uber app. I guess does it stay there after you leave? No. I, I could never search old rides. So he would have to, like, see her, then write it down because it's not going to remain on his phone. Yes. What would you recommend somebody do if this happens to them? Um, All you got to do is report it and the person will get let go. Anything weird. They pick up a friend. If there's just a friend chilling in their car, not allowed to do it. If it's the incorrect car, not allowed to do that. There's a lot of stuff that can get you fired. Dang. I'd have been scared. Yeah, I, I mean, not to bring up a sad story, but there was a story down in Texas where this lady was in an Uber just recently and she thought the guy was kidnapping her and taking her to Mexico and she pulled out a gun and shot him. What? Well, you said not to bring up a sad story but then you well, did bring up a sad, sad story. Yeah, but that's that, like saying, hey, no offense, you're ugly. But I'm, I'm but, just... But I'm offended. You said I'm ugly. I, I'm just saying like the lady freaked out. But he wasn't. Well, I don't know. She they got, she got charged with murder. Oh my gosh. But wow. she insists that she he thought he was she was trying to be kidnapped in Mexico. Do these Ubers have cameras in all their cars? No. Mm-mm. It's, if the driver wants to, they can, yeah. What? If, if, I think I trust the one with the camera in it more than I do and not. Yeah, I would think so. 100% yeah, because course. they're... Your Honor, we have surveillance footage. Well, I trust the surveillance footage more than not. I would think generally that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Morgan about to be dead, man. That's... Yeah, I, by the time I got to the airport, I was shaking. You know what? Like I, I, got, was... I got a new idea, guys. I, I got a new, new business and we need to do it. I don't want to say it on air because someone will steal it. Want to hear it? Turn off the mics. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've never had an idea that you actually followed through. No, no, with. this is it. I mean, it just hit me, and we're, we're going to make millions. Just now, but you're just not going to put any money in it. No, I'll put it in. I'll put my money in. You put your money, and I'll what, put my what, money. What money? <laughs> I'll take out a loan. I don't care. Business loan. Okay, keep the music on. Let's see. If, let's have him yell it over the mics. Turn our mics off for a second. Go ahead. I, Thank you. I um, think they have that. I don't think they have that. It does. Uh-huh. They do. Why did you not use that? They have that. Like an exclusive one? You just don't exclusive. have as many drivers. Uh, you don't have as many options. And they don't... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a terrible joke. Like, they're always wrecking. They're, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, funny. don't say my... But it's not funny. It's That's a stupid funny. joke. Yeah, but it Lunchbox, it already exists. Like, <laughs> what's, did you yeah, look what's it, it called? Yeah. What okay. is it called? You've never heard of it. Just Trip? her. Uh, it's women driving women. Pink cab. I mean, there's multiple trips for women. <laughs> There's multiple. So is there? It's here in here in our city. Yeah, trips for women. Okay, hey, you need to start men for men. Yeah. (laughs) Or or non murderers only. Can you promise that everybody's doing it's not a murder? Promise. Yeah, Morgan. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm glad I'm alive today. Can I see his profile? Oh yeah. Let's check it okay, out. Okay, so if you don't report him, well, what if somebody else gets killed? Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you got I a guilty conscience. I think yeah, we need to report like, gosh, it. You could save people, but still. Scooby, Steve, what do you think about this? 
I think, well, if that were me in that car, I'd want to be dropped off immediately and take another Uber. That's what I would ask for. And then you made a great point. If you don't submit this now, what if he's already killed somebody and you waited too long because you want to save a bid? You should report this immediately. No, not save a bid. I would just say you waited because you didn't want to be like a, <laughs> like a pro- like problematic or, or Yeah, I'm or, just kidding. I know, I know. There's, yeah, an, I would update there's an update, guys. He doesn't have a photo on his profile. Oh, you have oh, to man. report it. Oh, you got to man. Oh, but then, okay, you move. Wait. Just move. Report him and move. <laughs> did he have a photo? <laughs> That's right. When you first got the ride, did he have a photo? Yeah, it's not there anymore. Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> yeah, I'd report it. I'm going to get Uber on the phone today. And then you got to stay at somebody else's house for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and change your name. Ever. Yeah. Oh my, now I, you're here. I, I'd go witness protection. <laughs> oh, my God. We completely change your life because it's good. <laughs> all right. All seriousness, I would report him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd... Mm-hmm. Is his name on there? Yeah. But for all I know, he changed it. You know, she it's not his real name. Less, less, Lucifer. Oh, Lucifer <laughs> Did they do background checks on Uber, like, extensive? Ray? Absolutely not. What? I mean, I filled it out and I was driving in like two days. I mean, they, but they do background checks. Sure, whatever. I mean, it's, I don't think it's that deep. All right, I'm gonna call. It I was a, approved probably. I did it on a Thursday. I was approved by Saturday. But you should get approved. Okay, yeah, like, you don't have a criminal. All right. Yeah. Okay, Morgan. Let us know what you do. Okay, All I right. will. Dang, that's crazy. It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know, his name's Phil Kogan. He's hosted The Amazing Race since 2001. 22 years. That is crazy. Are you excited about this interview? So many great seasons. I can't wait. I got so many questions for Phil. So the answer is yes? Wow. Yeah. Let's go. So, uh, Amazing Race, yes. He's got a new show called Tough as Nails. It's in its fifth season. The two-hour premiere is on Sunday coming up. It's on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. What do you know about Phil? I know nothing about Phil except for he hosts Amazing Race and Tough as Nails. Don't know really anything about his background. If you saw him, would you know who he was? Heck yeah, I would. He grew up in New Zealand. He moved to L.A. because he wanted to do adventure television. He's visited over 100 countries. He holds a reindeer racing license. A do what? Exactly. What's your favorite thing about Phil? Man, he's just so good with the, the contestants. He's good at creating drama. Like, I'm sorry to tell you, you're team number eight. You're still in the race. He seems so friendly. He, he feels like a good grandpa figure. Grandpa? grandpa. How old is he? How he old are you? not look old. Well, he's on. All right. Hopefully he's not offended by that. But here he is, host of Tough as Nails and The Amazing Grace, Phil Kogan. On The Bobby Bones Show now. Phil Kogan. Hey, Phil, what's up? Ah, uh, everything, actually. It's been, um, I'm ahead of you by nine hours. So I'm, uh, just so you know, your next nine hours are going to be good. Oh, I love, I love somebody from the future. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I see it's on TikTok where people come from the future and tell us what's happening. Um, you are probably... So we're going to talk about Tough as Nails because I think the show is great. But are you shooting Amazing Race right now in, like in Europe or something? Is that why? I am. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit of a juggle going on because of uh, shooting this and then Tough as Nails uh, launching, like, you know, didn't get a lot of warning about it coming out in the summer, which we're super excited about. But it's just like it all happened so quick. It's like, what? <laughs> so the show comes out, by the way, for everybody listening here, the show, a uh, two-hour premiere on Sunday so tough as nails, which I think the show is awesome because it's basically people at a high level doing the stuff like where everybody where I grew up did. It's like hardcore work, but super physical and there's like endurance involved. Like my stepdad worked at the mill, but if you like multiply that times 20 and then you put you as the host, that's what tough as nails kind of is. So where did the idea of tough as nails come from for you? Well, my both, well, I come from working class people um, from New Zealand. So descendant of uh, coal miners and gold miners and carpenters, builders, farmers. 
And my grandfather was one of my best friends growing up. I spent a lot of time with him. He's a mechanic and an auto mechanic in World War II. And I just learned a lot of life skills from him. And truly inspirational man is really a real inventor, loved uh, modifying tools and constantly thinking about how he could change the practical world. You know, there's that practical world intelligence. And uh, he was the brightest kid in his middle school and got a scholarship to go to high school. But just because of the time, he was not given the opportunity to go to high school. And it always just really pissed me off that um, some people would talk down about people like my grandfather, who was really bright and extremely well read, um, but never got a chance at a higher education. And it just irked me that sometimes people are judged based on whether they have a piece of paper from a university or their education rather than who they are as human beings and how they contribute to society. So this was really about everyday people and every life who every day who who literally keep our country running. And uh, it was a long it took me a long time, Bobby, to sell this show. I, I pitched it for a good 10 years um, before it finally sold. And uh, one of the reasons that I think it was a bit of a challenge to sell was because Nobody goes home on our show. We have two mutually exclusive competitions. And um, it just resonated. The, the show has just resonated because I think it speaks to rather than sort of uh, aspiring to be like a celebrity or tapping into our fascination with celebrity. This is like, well, like your your family, like people that you know in your family and people I know in my family. Most people, real real people in real life who are real tough. And so it's... Uh, in its base, most basic form, it's it's the people we know. It's it's the people we know out in the real world. Do you find because I had a show on Nat Geo where I learned a lot of stuff. It wasn't even about me, but I would just go and do. But do you find that you know how to do everything now because you've been with people doing all these tasks? Like a little bit, you're a Swiss Army knife. Maybe you're not the best at it, but you can do almost any sort of physical, you know, building, cutting, uh, moving. Yeah, I mean. Um, I, I I do actually describe myself as a bit of a jack of all trades and an expert of nothing. Um, I, I have a real fascination with the practical world and with people in general. So I really I marvel at people's life skills and um, I'm tremendously interested. And yeah, I know about the show that you did, too, where you you get to connect with really fascinating people. And for a day, you kind of get to see what the best of the best are like doing a particular thing in life. And then you can try your hand at it. And there's something super exciting about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I I love I love the practical world. I love seeing how people have figured out how to make the world work is really fascinating to me. Yeah. Like when I learned how to TIG weld, which I don't even know what that was, but like I learned yeah. how TIG welding works. And then even like a, a commercial diving where it's construction yeah. under the water. Like my and again, I worked my stepdad worked at a, at a mill. But I learned yeah. exactly how hard that is and how important that is. What are some of the things, and I'm being selfish with asking about you specifically here, but what have you learned from being able to be exposed to a lot of these, um, you know, vocations that were like, dang, I, it's so important to like our economy and our society? Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. You know, we 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 came out of World War II and we got into a sort of a uh, the high life and 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 trying to you know we were all aspiring to like getting past World War II and there was this sort of period where it was all about um, it, it was all about that disposable sort of world where 
you would use things and then you would throw them away. Um, I feel like we need to get back to more of where my grandparents came from, which was through the depression where you just didn't throw stuff away. You found ways of repurposing things and really utilizing the resources that we have. My grandfather had three sheds in the backyard and in those three sheds were bits and pieces of things that he'd bought and maybe he didn't want to throw away the washing machine because it had a water pump and it also had a handle and it also had bits and bearings and it had other things that he could break down and then figure out what he was going to do with them where the 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 big bowl of the washing machine would then become a planter um you know for his for uh, his nursery um constantly thinking about how you take things from one thing and use them for another that is an amazing intelligence that I feel like a lot of kids are not being taught because there isn't necessarily the need or the, you know, there are options. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Sir Ernest Rutherford. He's a New Zealander. I'm originally from New Zealand. And uh, he said, you know, we didn't have money, so we had to think. And, and I feel like we need to get back more to that. It's like the people who have the least are the ones that are, that are the best at solving problems. People who have money tend to reach for their wallet to fix problems because they they go, okay, I've got money. I'll pay somebody to fix this problem. People who don't have money, uh, they think less about reaching into their wallet and more about "Mm, what do I have and what can I do with it? And how can I come up with a practical solution? They're forced to think because they don't they literally can't just buy their way out of a problem. So. That's really at the at its core is really what we're celebrating on top as nails. These are hardworking people, people who are prepared to risk their lives for others and run into a burning building, people who are on construction sites, people who are building roads. They are literally the elite of the elite, the best of the best in their chosen trades. They're the, the whole goal of the show, Bobby, is that when people watch Tough as Nails and they appreciate seeing somebody who's really like an elite athlete in a job site, that they'll never drive past a building or somebody working on the road or somebody fixing something or a farmer in a field without kind of going, wow, that's how that person makes their living. And man, if they didn't do that, we wouldn't have food on the table. Man, that is for sure. Like driving a combine, I did that and had to actually learn how corn... I was like, man, I ate a lot of corn. I never really appreciated <laughs> corn until I had to actually go and, you know, do the do the corn work. Uh, yeah, just a big fan of of you in general. And you guys check out Tough as Nails. It's Sunday. And then not only that, it's on Paramount Plus as well. Uh, do you mind if we talk about Amazing Race for just a few minutes? Do you have, do you have a of minute? Of course not. Um, no, of course not. So I have a lot of friends that have been on Amazing Race. Um, and so, you know, it's really the, the test of time and this show has just lasted and been so strong for so long. Lunchbox is a massive fan. Do you have a question you want to ask? Oh, yeah, Phil. When I when I arrive on the mat one of these days, my dream, and Lunchbox, you are team number one, and you want a trip to Fiji from Travelocity. I mean, <laughs> I cannot wait for that moment, Phil. Well, is there, what do you think your chances are? Who are you gonna Who are you gonna race with? Well, I would say my wife, but we would end in divorce because I would we we would fight too much. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, that's who I got to figure out. Maybe my cousin Andrew because he's kind of low key and he's very good at things. My wife would be better with her sister because they get along. But Phil, I got a question on these dancing challenges and the singing challenges, the musical ones. Do you ever just feel bad for a team and tell the judges say, "Yeah, go ahead and let them go through"? You know. I, I, <laughs> The, the, those are probably some of the more frustrating, uh, difficult challenges. We're pretty tough on them. And, the, the, you know, the most important thing is to be consistent with the judging. 
um, so that people feel like, you know, there is a measure because it's not like a hundred yard race or a hundred meter race, I should say, where, you know, you got Usain Bolt running and you know, like he's the fastest over that distance. It is a subjective thing. It's, it's, there are some nuances and the differences, but we try to really put in uh, certain measures that are, uh, that are judgeable so that it is fair. Because at the end of the day, you know, there, there's a lot at stake and these people really care and, there's nothing worse than seeing somebody go from the show. So we try to keep it as fair as possible. But, you know, that it is challenging with singing and dancing. <laughs> we, I'm good friends with Caroline Hobby and Jen Wayne, who've been on the show. Oh, yeah. Who've been on the yeah. show a few times. And, you know, they've often stressed at how fair and legitimate the show has to be because there's money being given away, right? There are yeah. actual rules. And even as nice as you are, that you have to be like, these are the rules and I have to remain as unbiased as possible. Yeah. Do you find that to be a struggle sometimes? Uh, no, it be, it, as long as you have clear uh, boundaries, you have, you know, you basically draw a line in the sand where everything is, then it's way easier. I think where it gets tough is, is you know, adjudication and competition shows is such a crucial thing. Fairness. You know, I always say, I say it at the beginning of Amazing Race and I say it at the beginning of Tough as Nails and every competition show that I've ever done. I always say to all the contestants, at the end of the day, when we crown a winner, it's important that all of us look to that winner and feel that that winning team or that winning individual deserves to be the winner, that there's no question. There's no, uh, you know, all oh, that, you know, they got there because of some bad calls. It that fairness thing is so, so crucial. And so we take it really seriously. You know, we have legal representation. It is at the end of the day, a sanctioned competition. So, you have to have very clear lines about what is acceptable, what isn't acceptable, just so people feel confident that they're in a competition where they feel it's legit. It's no different than, you know, in a uh, in a sports match when a referee gets, you know, makes a bad call. There's this feeling like, oh, you know, what would have happened if that call was better or you know, we we go crazy if the ball's a little deflated or if somebody was just on the line. Like we, I think we like fairness. As a rule, people like to know that it's fair for everybody. With all the places that you've been, because I read it was over 100 countries, have you ever felt unsafe while doing one of the shows? I've been in some pretty uh, hairy situations over the years. It's I, I've been, it's like, I think it's 140 something countries now. I started in television when I was 18 and I've been on the road ever since I just turned 56. So I'm getting to almost 40 years of being on the road and um, you know, uh, a lot of places I've been everywhere, but I think people are always very surprised to find out that America is not the safest country in the world. So I always try to put it in perspective for people. I would say, do you think of America as a safe place? They'll say yes. And I go, well, did you know, you know, do you know where America is on the safe list, on the safe country list? And they'll go, well, it's got to be, I don't know, top three. And they're always very surprised to find out that it's not. It's not anywhere near top three. And yet America is safe. And I use that as a as a springboard to just say to people, there are lots of places that you can travel to in the world where you are safe. If you want to if you want to get into trouble, you can easily find it in America, too. I mean, it, there's a lot of street smarts involved about not just living in America, but also traveling the world, it's certain things you do and you don't do. And yeah, there's been hairy situations that I've been in 
before, but I've had some of those situations too in America. Um, I've done a lot. Of, I've, I've filmed in every single state of America. I did a live TV show for uh, in the morning for three and a half years, went to every single state and did all live TV. And uh, so I got to see America up close. I've also, I also rode my bicycle across America. So I have seen America up close and I can tell you, you know, there's places you have to be careful. I think that just comes down to just being super aware um, wherever you are in the world. doesn't matter. Phil, back to Amazing Race. Let's talk about the, all these challenges, you know, like when they're doing the, the zip line or whatever, or doing the bungee across the canyons and stuff before the contestants do it. Do you do those? Dude, I, I, it, I do. Yes. Uh, but but our our schedule is such that a lot of times I wish I could do more. Um, but, you know, early on in my career, I, I kind of exhausted the whole, I had a, I had a near death experience. I wrote a book with a list of things to do before I died. It was a, and it was an inspirational book about getting other people to do things before they died. And I went on this, I had this massive checklist, you know, breaking a world record. So my friend uh, created commercial bungee jumping back in the eighties, late eighties. And so I jumped with him back then and we broke an unof two unofficial world records, bungee jumping and diving the world's longest underwater caves and having dinner on a volcano. So I kind of exhausted a lot of things through the 80s and 90s, early 2000s. So to be honest with you, uh, as much as it would be cool to like just check out of work, um, I actually get a real kick out of watching other people do things, to be honest with you as well. So you do sit there and watch them? Because I'm wondering, like when they're going all day for 12 hours, what's Phil doing? Is he just sitting at a nice restaurant, having a glass of wine, waiting for him at the finish line? Basically, I'm by the pool. I, I drink mostly pina coladas, although <laughs> beers are also fun. Um, no, I, I uh, so a lot of people don't realize that the show is 12 shows in about 21 days. So on average, let's just call it two, two days a show. That includes the traveling that we're doing. Season five, we traveled 75,000 miles, which is literally like going around the world three times. I think going around the equator is 25,000. So it's a lot of travel, a lot of driving, a lot of distance. I'm literally married to my phone. Like right now I'm getting updates uh, about where all the teams are. Oh, where's the, which team's in first? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, can't tell, I can't tell you that lunchbox. Not, not, you'll never be on the show if I reveal that. You, you, somebody's going to put some concrete boots on you and throw you into a river somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I'm basically following along all day, every day. You got to understand that I know less about what the teams have been doing when they come to the mat than the audience because the show's cut later and the audience gets to see things that I don't get to see when I'm standing at the mat. Awesome. If that makes sense. Yeah, that really makes sense. Now, one last question. I, 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 sorry, Phil, I'm such a geek. But uh, Bobby, are you good? Because I thought this was your show. And, uh, you know, he, he's obsessed with you. And so okay. I'm going to let him ask one more if that's okay with you, Phil. Yeah, no, I'm good. I just want to make sure, Bobby, okay. I want you to – I see your name on the show, and I want to protect it. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead, Lunchbox. No, Phil, we need to bring back – I don't know, maybe you are this season, but we need to – uh, bring back where they have to go through the airports. This private yes. travel is really makes it too easy on teams because them deciding whether, oh, do I make a switch of a plane or no. do I go to the direct flight that's going to take a little bit longer? It adds so much drama to the whole show. Lunchbox, uh, you are correct. And uh, rest assured that the airports will come back into play. Yes. We had this, uh, there was a pandemic going on. I know, I know, Phil. I know, Phil. And then, Phil, yeah. you know what drove me crazy, Phil, is when you brought some teams <laughs> back 
like after the pandemic and they didn't train, like they knew they were going to have a chance to come back and they didn't train for the, the comeback. And I was like, come on guys. Lunchbox. Once again, I can't argue with you. You're, 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 everything you're saying is correct. And then you're, what, you're absolutely right. And then Phil, what do they, in the hotel rooms, after they've been running for 12 hours, do you give them like a masseuse and everybody to like, like, cause I know the one team they put for the first time ever, I saw a team bring a roller, a foam roller. And I was like, what? So smart. Yes. No, that's a very smart move. If you ever come on the show, Lunchbox, you're probably going to want to bring one of those. But uh, we, we leave them to rub themselves down. We, we don't provide rubber downers. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> is, uh, so, Tucker, are you good now? You you good? I mean, Phil, I could go all day, Phil. I could <laughs> oh go all God. day, man. <laughs> okay, look, here's the deal. On Sunday, Tough as Nails, it's, uh, it's a really good show. It's uh, Sunday... Uh, depending on where you live, it's 8 Eastern, 10 Pacific. But also, it's going to be on Paramount Plus uh, on demand. You can stream it live on demand. And uh, Phil, big fan. I would imagine in your life, there was a lot of people randomly coming up to you like Lunchbox and yelling things at you to put them on the show or things they think about the show. Yeah, mostly people come up to me to ask me to to eliminate them. I, I'm not really sure why they want to be eliminated rather than being told that they're team number one. Um, and, and if I don't do it seriously enough, then they actually have made me do it again. And, you know, they want that, the raised eyebrow. They want like a serious tone. They want me to eliminate them. So I'm not sure what that says about the people who want to be eliminated, but, um, I get a lot of that to be honest with you. Phil, thank and in you. The bizarre places. Like bathrooms. People will be like, Hey, can I get a picture? I'm actually, like, yes. Yeah. Bobby, it happened once. <laughs> I will be honest with you. It happened. I was at the urinal once and uh, just minding my own business. And uh, someone pulled up there and uh, so to speak. And, and uh, yeah, they were like, Hey, Hey man, you know, in the middle, middle you know, midstream and they were ready. <laughs> I was like, okay, can we just, uh, can we just shake this off and then maybe we'll do it later. Phil, big fan, <laughs> tough as nails on Sunday. Good luck. Hope it, this, the show lasts for 20 seasons and uh, thank you for your time and you're the best. Well, thank you. And just want to say that we are going to be airing Sundays and Fridays. They've got us like twice a week. So Sunday will be the premiere, and then we'll be Sunday, Friday, Sunday, Friday, Sunday, Friday for the rest of the season. Dang, twice a week. Nice job yeah. there, buddy. Dang. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how it's going to go. We haven't done that before, but uh, they they got us twice a week, so maybe it'll hook people in. And yeah, then, respect. And it's 8 o'clock, which is a good which is a good time slot, but we're going, we're venturing into the unknown. Let's go. That's awesome. All right, there he is. Phil, good to see you. Have a good day, and hopefully I'll see you soon. Yeah, hey, and congratulations on your success. And just watch out for that lunchbox because pretty soon it's going to be the Bobby Lunchbox Show. Yeah. And, and, and you're going to be in trouble. No, it's not because I'm going to leave for Amazing Race, Phil. I'm, I'm coming to race around the world, baby. <laughs> All right, bye, Phil. See you later. Okay, you got it. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. She's a new artist named Carter Faith. She recently played the Grand Ole Opry for the first time ever. She has a few songs I think you'll like. You'll like this one here called Wild. Also, this song called Smoke Too Soon. Over 60 million streams. She's from North Carolina, and she is opening up for me on the Comedically Inspirational Tour on the two theater shows in Wichita, Kansas, which tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Welcome her in studio now. Here she is, Carter Faith. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Carter Faith. Carter, we have not met. No. Until right now. I have a lot of friends that you know well. and Yes. Um, so, and I have seen you at the Opry, and I've been at the Opry when you've been there. Cool. But we haven't met each other, and I'm doing these shows, and I'm touring, and a lot of people were sending me videos, but also trust people mm-hmm. that are very close to me. And my manager who used to work on this show named Morgan was like, you should have Carter Faith open your shows. Sweet. And I was like, okay, well, let me see if she's any good. <laughs> and then you are. Thank and you. so, so yeah, so Carter's going to come out. And she's going to play the two Wichita theater shows with awesome. me yes. coming up uh, in September, right? August? August. August. Because <laughs> yeah. I just did the liners. You did? August okay. 7th and 12th. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that I'm this so is Carter and I's first time meeting each other. Yes. But she's worked with Topher, who Eddie and I know a lot. Oh, yeah. Topher's right. awesome. So, yeah. what, so like, what are you about here? You're from North Carolina? I'm from North Carolina, yes. What, what's your hometown there? Davidson, North Carolina, little mm. outside Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. And what's Davidson like? If you drive in, what do you see there? It's quaint. It's like your. How many people? Oh, I have no idea. No street sign. <laughs> Says. Uh, there's some street signs. A light. 
But like, it doesn't say like, <laughs> like right. my town has like population <laughs> 700. If there's a sign like that, I didn't look at it. But I know everyone there. So it's small. It's small. Yeah. I was there my whole life. And what I is there to here. do in Davidson, North Carolina? I mean, I remember like in high school, Fridays, we'd call it Friday green days where you just walk to this patch of grass. And that was like what we did for like fun. A, well, it's a field. I mean, it's all, it's all we did. Yeah. In town. You go to the field. You're like, what field are y'all going to? Meet up there. Find it. And then you did you, did you play music in North Carolina at all? Like were you in the I choir did. or in like a band or anything in high school? I was like in the chorus, you know, when I went, but I, I'm more so, I like to do things on my own a little bit. I have issue with authority at times, so I didn't like practicing for some reason, but I would do these little like cover shows at this bar in my hometown and my grandpa was there, my dad was there and this one drunk guy was always there named Jack. Which now he's your guitar player. Here he is. Hey, <laughs> yes. hi Jack. In a long road. Yeah, good yeah. to see you Jack. Thanks We've for coming. Come so yes. far. Yes. So when did you move to Nashville? How old were you? I moved here to go to college. So I was 18. Did you know you wanted to do music when you moved here to go to college? Yes. I feel like I figured it out like probably a few months before you had to like start applying to colleges. So you thought the dream is move to Nashville. Did you study music here? I book? did. I studied songwriting. And so what do what your, like your, your grandpa, your dad, whomever, what do they say when you say, I want to go to Nashville? Because I'm from a small town and nobody yes. ever did anything crazy like this, even what I'm doing. So yeah. people would have thought I was nuts. What do they say to you when you say that? You're nuts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my dad was like, okay, you have to finish school though. <laughs> so I did that for my dad. Um, they, they're really supportive. They don't get it at all. I mean, we, we grew up, I grew up listening to only country music, so they love it. And it's like really cool for them to come and come backstage with me or just like get to go to shows. But they're, they're super supportive, but they don't get it. Do they know how good you are? I think they think I'm better than. Oh, so it's the every, opposite. Yeah, it's yeah. opposite for Got sure. It. <laughs> they're like. What's been the coolest thing they've been able to see you do? Because it's some really cool stuff's been happening for you lately. What's been cool they've come to? My dad got to come to one of the, I played with Little Big Town for three shows and he got to come to one because we did some Southeast shows and he got to like come to catering and stuff. And I think he loved that. Like Little Big Town's so nice. They ate dinner with us and everything. And my dad was like, so boondocks. Like just you He's know. talking to them about it? Oh not, <laughs> I didn't talk to my dad that night. <laughs> he was That's gone. Funny. Made friends for sure. People back <laughs> home, are they now friendlier or are they remembering, oh yeah, we're good friends now that you're kind of making it. Does that happen you at know, all? No. I knew everyone, so they always knew I like who I was, but You all knew each other because it was a small town. Yeah. I just had a lot more cousins once I started to kind of be kinda <laughs> kinda I successful. have gotten one of those messages. Yeah. I'm like like, I don't know. Are we related? People would show up to shows that they'd be like, hey, your cousin's here trying to come backstage. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't, I don't think, who is it? Uh, Mark. I don't have a cousin named Mark. Mark. I yeah. actually do. You do. Maybe I that do. was your cousin Maybe that came to my, my show. Cousin. Yeah, they yes. got confused. Yeah. So let's talk about this song you're going to play here because <laughs> how I know this song already crazy mm-hmm. is because I put it on the Women of iHeart Country show that yes. Amy hosts. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And, world. And, Mike D had, we all have a part of this. Mike D had seen you perform this. You opened it for Nicole Gallion. Mm-hmm. And so, th- is this a breakup song? I mean, yes. I feel like it's a breakup song ish, kind of like a a little bit of an empowerment song ish, like in a sad way, okay. a different take on that, maybe. 
he was so moved by it. He broke up with me. We weren't, we weren't even dating. He came back and was like, I'm out of here. Um, so already crazy. This is Carter Faith. Yes. And you can follow her on Instagram, uh, Carter Faith Official. Mm-hmm. And so as an artist, I just hope you appreciate her and listen to this performance and be entertained. But again, she'll be opening up two shows for me in Wichita, two theater shows. And I'm going to tell you, Carter, just me, nobody can hear it. Just me and you right now. Okay. Our, so awkward Our people us. in Wichita, they're awesome. Okay. It was the first ever city that ever, ever took my show on syndication. The theater's awesome, but the fans amazing. there, the, it's amazing. You're going to love them. I'm so excited. It's my first time in Kansas. so. Oh, you're going to love. I'm really pumped. The people there smile so much. Yay. You're not going to be able to handle it. <laughs> you're like, stop smiling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Here we go. It's Carter Faith, and this is Already Crazy here on the Bobby Bone Show. <laughs> Carter Faith. So. Did you, that, that song, did you write the song? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you write that about you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. So, <laughs> why, will you go into the room, you got this idea for a song, do you mm-hmm. actually, I don't know, that's a very personal thing, yeah. you got to kind of acknowledge that you, you're a little nuts, which we all are. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. Did, I, th- I agree with that. So. Did something happen that made you go, oh, I need to sing about um, that I'm nuts? Um, what didn't happen? Like, did you, like slash a tire or something? Yeah. Or, you know... No, <laughs> more mind like speaking, you know, you go through a breakup and you're like, oh, wow, didn't know that could come out of me a little bit. But also you go through a breakup and the guy calls you crazy, which is the worst thing uh, to call. Yeah, I'm like, I bet I bet all the men in the room have called a woman crazy or mm-hmm. someone crazy. Well, no, not really. Only once. No, no. I never did it again. Wow. Yeah, only It's like touching a stove, you know, you, know, I have. you, know, yeah. you don't do it a second time usually for the most time. <laughs> Uh, so, so true. Uh, okay, look, here's the thing. Carter Faith, follow yes. her um, at Carter Faith Official on Instagram. Is your TikTok same name? My, I think my TikTok's just Carter Faith. Cool. Easier. And then she's going to be out. Tickets are on sale today. The first show's already sold out that she's opening for, and the second yeah. one are going up today in Wichita. Um, also shows in Tampa and Nashville, but Carter will be at the Wichita show. And then go check her out. You're, I see you're playing festivals. Yes. You're all over. It's starting to really blow up for you. Thank you. Are you tired? No. Really? I'm like, you're excited? Yeah, you know, I mean, you probably get this. You're like playing shows. You're like, let's go. Let's like, go. Let's keep going playing shows. She's so like, chill when she says it, though. But, I, mean, <laughs> I believe her. I believe she's like, let's go. She's like, you know, you're like, let's go. Like, let's go. Like, you're excited. Let's do more. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. well, I'm kind of new to it. So I'm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's exciting. And this uh, guitar player, how, yes. Scott, Jack, Jack, yeah, 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 the drunk guy from the bar. Uh, Scott, though, right? Yes. Sean. 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 I am a from Scott. Scotland. Yeah, I'm a Scott. You have an accent. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> How about that? It's like when one of the Amer- it's like one of the actors from your favorite show. They've been playing an American character on the show, but you're having an award show and they talk in an accent. <laughs> Tom like, Holland. I did not, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Did not know the person was foreign. You're from Scotland. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And how long have you so been here? So he says. So he says. Yeah, it's a good accent. Um, nine years. You legal? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> Doing the whole uh, visa thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's so you're. Uh, you, you, are you a singer yourself? I do my own artist yes. thing, and then it's been a. Yeah, it's been fun. It's good. I've just been doing my own thing, and then I got the call. I was like, I will definitely do this gig, yeah. What does she so. like playing for? Yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I always like to say to people now is, like, there's so many talented people in Nashville. But it's like there's a difference when someone's got, like, a spirit that cuts through you, right? So I kind of pay attention to someone's spirit rather than how talented they are. She's her, already talented, but it's like, yeah, so. Her nice. spirit is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. And Scott and I are going to talk here. Scott. Sean. Sean. <laughs> God dang. From Scotland. That's what it is. Okay, yeah, got yeah, it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of psychic. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Her spirit, I expect her to be like, nah, like she's very nice, but like proper and like very, and 
like it's super sweet, but she got like a little attitude, like yeah. just, she's gonna say it to your face. Yeah, totally. I, I was not expecting that. It's kind of like yeah. you see one thing and then all of a sudden she's like, boom, I'm punching the face, a little attitude here. That's, and it probably reminds me of back home in Scotland, not that we are always like that, but we're very straightforward and see how we kind of feel so. How do you feel about yeah. that when I say that, <laughs> that, that? I feel like. I feel like I get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, she has, she's classic blonde hair. She's pretty. <laughs> she can sing. You're like, oh, wow, must, everything must be easy. And then all of a sudden she's like, screw you, buddy. I'm like, whoa, yeah. hold on yeah. here. So I, yeah. I mean, and I feel like your song Crazy, that represents mm. that. It's almost like yeah. you don't want that guy to take credit for your craziness. Like, whoa, this didn't happen because of you. Totally. This is already yeah. me. Hmm. Yes, which definitely hurt when he said it. I'm not like, I'm definitely a baby. At I'm very sensitive, but I, w- I had to turn it around. Yeah. I would say that between the two of you, I think overall uh, biggest total accent combined ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, between Sean Scott and, I mean, I, between the North Carolina there and, and the this, this Scotland, like you two combined, it's the greatest accent combination ever. We shouldn't need co- uh, closed captioning. Do you, can, you yeah. even understand each other? Like, I feel like I'm in the middle and I'm the translator between the two. Uh, no. Carter, really looking forward to doing some shows with you. Also, I'm looking so forward excited. to seeing. You know how great everything's going. You have a, a new song called Smoke Too Soon. I do, That yes. I saw pop up on my friend Topher's uh, Instagram yes. story. Wait, do we have a clip of that we can play? Okay. Oh, is that a beat? Oh, you say a bad word in the song. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, see? Oh, yeah. I saw in her TikTok she said I was doing the clean version at the Opry. And I was oh, like, yeah. Wait, was she Snoop Dogg? I was like, what is happening? <laughs> but I says, it says uh, BS. Got yes. it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Dirty word. Well, I'm looking forward to doing some shows. I think they're going to love you in Kansas. I cannot wait. Thank You're going to you love Kansas. Uh, Scott, Sean, or possibly I'll see you too. Who you knows? Said, yeah, I'll be yes. there. Yeah. 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 All right. Are you married? I'm not, no. You, you single? Yes, I am, yes. yes. Help him yeah. get that visa. <laughs> oh, like that. So it's just me. Somebody, <laughs> she, she puts it like that. I don't, yeah, yeah. That's See, that's what I'm talking about. You don't expect that from her. That's yeah, what yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah. 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 throw it out. Yeah, Mary. Okay, uh, you guys go and follow, again, Carter Faith, at Carter Faith Official on Instagram, at Carter Faith on TikTok. Tickets are on sale today at 10 a.m., uh, whatever time you're at for whatever show, Central Time in Wichita. And Carter, good to see you. Thank you so much right, for there having There she is. Me. Carter Faith, everybody. <laughs> I know both Morgan and Lunchbox have talked about when they turned 21, they just went really hard and they drank like <laughs> tons of drinks. Yeah. Like, what did you do on your 21st birthday? I did a 21st shot book, so I took 24 shots on my birthday. Ugh. 24? Yeah, I just went over and kept going after I hit the 24. <laughs> I was that's already a, there. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought you just said it wrong. But no. you did 24 no. on your 20. Mm-hmm. But even 21, like, that's that's lethal, right? Yeah. It can be. You can space it's, it out. Make you it can okay. space it out, or if you do different types of you know shots. But what yeah. did you do on yours? Uh, I had a kegger at my parents' house, and then headed down to Sixth Street. So we started drinking before I turned twenty-one. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then at midnight down to Sixth Street. But did you do a number like Morgan did? Like, we gotta go to the no. We, I'm not a chick. I don't have a shot book. <laughs> Got it. Like, I just you know, let's get hammered. Did anybody else do on the twenty-first birthday any sort of like we're gonna do? 18 this, 20, right? No, no, okay. no. There are two stories, the ones I remembered, because this dude had 21 cocktails, tried to drink all 21 of them on the bar menu, and he died. Ah, uh, Alcohol poisoning? So, yeah, yeah. And that's what made me think of how you two guys did this. Yeah, it's like our old intern when he came out with me on his 21st birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember this. And he, he came out with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... Uh, oh, he went to the hospital. That's right. Yeah, he almost yeah. killed him. Well... 
I didn't. What do you mean you didn't? The, the, That's the alcohol right. Did. He went with you. What well, did, no, no. You let him. I, I disagree. This is what happened. I was broadcasting live from a club on 6th Street, and he showed up with his girlfriend, and he wanted to drink because he was 21. And so when I was getting a shot, I'd offer him a shot. If, and he said yes, so I'd give him a shot. I'd get another shot. Hey, you want a shot? I'd give him a shot. I don't know how much this kid can drink. So we drank. And we drank. And we drank some more. And then we went to another bar. And we drank some more. And drank some more. Okay. And then drank some more. All right. And then the- when do you realize something ain't right? <laughs> when the bars close, there's Rapolio's Pizza right there on 6th Street. And I said, hey, let's get some pizza. What'd you call it? Rapolio's. Rapolo's. Rapolo's. Whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. I was always drunk. I saw a lot of O's. Just kind of went with the name I saw. And I ordered pizza. And he sat down on the curb. And then he kind of laid down on the sidewalk and his eyes rolled in the back of his head and his girlfriend starts freaking out and slapping him in the face. Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, relax, he's fine. And then here come the bicycle cops and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going. What do you do? Do you walk away? No, I'm just like, man, what is he being so dramatic for? Because I'm still chilling. I'm still hitting on chicks. I mean, whatever. Yeah. And then they... We're going to need an ambulance. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to prison. <laughs> Why would you go to prison? What did you do? I don't know. I was with them. Yeah. Like, so I was like, man, I'm going to prison. You know what I mean? And what are you in for? I was with them. <laughs> but the other person that worked on the show that was with us, he kind of. He walked off. He walked off. Yeah. So then the ambulance get there and uh, Tim Madrid jumps out of the front seat. Guy I went to high school with. And he's like, oh, really? How did I know it was going to be you? His name was Tim Madrid. Yeah. Like a wrestler. That's yeah. awesome. He yeah. jumped out and he's like, oh, yeah, strapped him onto the gurney and I had to ride in the hospital with him up in the front. So Tim was driving the the ambulance and I'm sitting up there. I was like, dude, is he going to be all right? Like, he's not going to die, right? He's like, no, he'll be fine, man. He'll be fine. Give him some IVs. So we go to the uh, ER and sit there and his girlfriend's like, I got to call his parents. I got to call his parents. I was like, why would you call his parents? They live in San Antonio. It's three o'clock in the morning. What are they going to do? Call him in the morning. And we sat there and then about. Did you say, why are you talking like Seinfeld? <laughs> but I was like, what do you. What's the deal? Well, you got to call him in the morning. <laughs> but I was like, why would you try to call him yeah. right now? And then we sat there and then the next morning about. He good? 8 a.m., I guess. He came out. He had vomit all over his shirt. And he's uh, like, oh. I don't know. It was a brand new shirt he bought for his 21st birthday. <laughs> it's ruined. They didn't change him or anything? Put him in like a nah. gallon or something? No, nah, they just IV him. But he's, he was fine? He's good, man. Good to go. Hey, nothing like 21. Yeah. Yeah, sure. man, it was, that was a memorable night. I'll never forget it. His shirt was white and kind of black. I'll never forget that shirt. Does it say what this guy, the one that died? Did, did I forgot we were talking about this. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, mean, I forgot what, what I even... Yeah, did it so, say what he drank? Uh, Timothy Southern, 53, was on vacation with his family. 53? Where he met two Canadian women at a bar trying to complete the 21-drink oh. challenge to celebrate a birthday. Wow. Oh, my God. He had been drinking brandy and beer prior to taking up the challenge. Oh okay, he was already okay. drunk. He joined the women and managed to have 12 drinks before returning to his room. Where he died. Ah, oh, it's terrible. These drink contests, or these drink, it is not good and safe. I would imagine people would get sued now if they were like, hey, we have a 21 drink. Or well, I, you, I don't think he, this restaurant has a challenge. I think he just challenged himself to 21 cocktails on the menu. It says where he met two women at a bar trying to complete a 21 drink challenge. I guess I just took that as there was a challenge that already existed. They just He made up his own challenge? Yeah, weird. I think so. I challenged me to 21 drinks. I mean, he's, <laughs> That's weird. he's probably two hotties and he's trying to impress them. Is that impressive? <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, it is. If you mm. can drink that much. On 6th Street, if you can just 
down shots like that? You tell me the girls aren't turning their heads? I I don't know that that really makes heads turn. Yeah, I don't think so. It, Unless you're buying it for them all. too and they're like doing it with you. I mean, I thought I was pretty impressed when I was taking all those shots. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yes, Ad, don't be doing this crap. Oh, yes. that's real Right, good. I feel like this is a good yeah. PSA you know reminder. Body, you know what your body's up to, yeah, either. Ever. What's the most we can do, 10? What? You no, know, I'm not putting any sort of... I'm a doctor, but of letters. <laughs> so I'm not going to do anything about alcohol limits. Okay. Just be responsible. Yeah. Okay, 4th of July coming up, let's all be responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in between every alcoholic drink, have a full Cartwheel. glass of water. Oh, yeah. That's hard. That's harder than you think. Yeah, you forget after about three drinks. Yes, I've tried <laughs> You it. get so drunk, you forget you're doing it? You're the water thing? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, like, you start off doing that, and then about you know five, six drinks in, yeah, you're, you're done. Um, forgot about the water. It's lame, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. Be safe, everybody. Uh, by the way, 10 a.m. today, tickets to my comedically inspirational shows go on sale at bobbybones.com, Wichita, Tampa, Nashville, Tulsa, 10 a.m. Thank you. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Atlanta, Georgia. A 55-year-old man was walking through a grocery store, slips, falls. Ah! I'm hurt! I'm hurt! And he gets insurance money. Well, then they found security footage, mm. and he saw the spill. Then he laid himself down in the spill. Yeah. Then he started yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you have to commit to that. You got to actually do the fall. Yeah, even if it's a fake fall. Yeah. Like a prep fall. <laughs> like old school, <laughs> Three Stooges type comedy. Right. Like, Because there are cameras. And you still shouldn't do that, right? We all agree you shouldn't see yeah, water. Yeah, no, 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 don't do that. But yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, just no. lay down beside it and start yelling because they're going to have footage. Do you think you could fall on purpose? Like a real oh, yeah. fall? Yeah. I mean, I could... Well, what do you mean real fall? Like fall on your back. Straight on your back. Oh. No elbows, Amy's no arms. like every day, but between the hours <laughs> of noon and three. <laughs> no, uh, I can't. I I could fall, but I don't know if I could just like Like you'd have to make back. it look real. Yeah, I could do that. Okay, okay, so I think I could act toward it. was a big fall, but I don't think that I could just make myself, you know, like the, the nesty plunge where you would just fall backward into the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think exactly. I could do that on the ground because my body would just instinctually go, uh, try to save itself. That's hard, man. That's why it's easier just to lay down and act. No, like I know. Yeah, why well, it's easier. But I do. I think I could fall. I could trip and fall. Yeah. But the, yeah. I could waterfall. <laughs> My foot goes up in the air. Okay, that's it. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Eddie's got a chicken business now. But, Amy, you think that Eddie's buttering you up or, like, giving you extra benefits? Yeah, so he did that thing where he cut it all up. And then he sent me a video of it smoking, and I thought, wait, he said that... In the smoker, not like it's smoking a cigarette. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. in the smoker. Yeah, so in people understand smoker. what's going on here. Eddie's smoking, <laughs> smoking chicken. So yeah. I thought, okay, wait, this is this is, this is his plan, because yeah. he plans on charging people for that, so he he's given me a taste of it. And then, why do you want to watch your own chicken I don't. smoke? No, 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 I, well, hold on. How cool was that video, though, Amy, where like mm. you saw your chicken in the making before you got to it? Do What's I know next? that you're going to show was... us murdering the chicken? I don't want to see no, you slaughter no, no, the chicken. No, no, no. How that, far back that, do you go? That's too much. <laughs> but also, I don't know that that was for sure my chicken. Exactly. He could send that same video to everybody. But also, the cutting up of the chicken was actually quite nice. Thank you. But I don't want to pay five extra dollars for that. But well, now that could, I'll give it to you whole. But you should just cut it up anyway. What, you yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, people like the whole chicken presentation. They do. Like you get it, and it's like, wow, I got a whole chicken. You can give them the option. On. For five dollars extra? Nah. No, too you, much. Oh, uh, really? You How think many? It's too much? You still selling a bunch of chickens? Yeah, my neighbor was walking his dog, uh, and he said, "Hey, man, I'll I'll order one of those chickens from you." So I got that. I got another guy coming into town. Double digits yet? What do you mean? Over ten chickens? A total that I've sold? Dude, I, I'm like close to twenty. Really? Are Dude, you really? We are in business. You're gonna have to get another smoker or hire staff. I know. I know. I, I'm getting really busy. Hey, Abby, you're upset with Eddie. Oh or are you upset with you oh by the chickens? Oh, what? Am what? I upset with him? Yeah. Can yeah. What? Okay, I don't understand. I went to my phone yesterday. I looked and I got a charge from Venmo. And it was him charging me for the chicken. Because yes, I will admit, I forgot to Venmo him. Two but, days. Okay, but he didn't send me a text with his Venmo. How am I supposed to know what your Venmo is? I've <laughs> seen her thing. two days, Bones. She got her chicken two days ago. And I'm like, hello, where's the payment? You don't go to the grocery store, take your groceries, <laughs> and then send him a payment. No, so then I send a Venmo request. Plus late charges. Yeah, that's what she's fee. irritated with. Yeah, the late fee without huh. even a warning. Like, how much was the late fee? Five dollars. Why is everything five dollars? By <laughs> that's the way, that's kind of my number Just right now. So you can add it up easily. <laughs> yeah, because I'm good with fives. Do you really expect her to pay the five dollars? She already did. Yeah, I already did. You but I want. Fee? I do want to like. Can I, mean, I charge I mean, him back? Did you have the chicken? 
Yeah. Is it good? It is good. Yeah. But I would probably never order another one now because he did that. Wow. Like, that's sketchy. That's a sketchy business so model. what's sketchier, me charging a late fee or her pay- taking two days to pay for the chicken? You didn't set the rule yeah. on what when the late fee would be enforced, and you also could have said, hey, Abby, pay me, and you didn't do that. Oh, I did. A couple times. Oh, you did? Absolutely. I yeah. walked right by the phones. I'm on the phone. But did you oh. give her your Venmo? Yes, she knows my Venmo. He did not? Oh, uh, how would I know? Uh, this is what I'm going to say. I, as, I'll be the judge here. Late fee. Abby. <laughs> yes. You have paid the late fee. It has already paid. If you decide to buy another chicken, you can buy that next chicken for $17.50. Meet in the middle. <laughs> wait, wait, what? So that way the late fee ended up only being two fifty, dollars and you true. sell a chicken. Okay? Hey, a win-win for me. And you need to set your rules on late fees. Okay. What, now, now everyone knows if you don't pay me on time, it's $5. I bet they don't get the chicken until they yeah. pay you. Yeah, well, okay, I can do that too. Yeah, that's how you should do it. <laughs> Avoid all this. Like you said, if you go to the store and you get a chicken. <laughs> okay. okay. He just likes doing the sneaky little charges. A little yeah. $5 here, a little $5 there. This is not going to last for him if no, he keeps he's gonna, operating this way. It's not going to last anyway. He's going to have too much work. It's you not going to be worth it. I'm already really busy. Yeah. <laughs> have a good weekend. Be safe. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bone Show. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.